This is Plant-Based Briefing, a plant-based diet for beginners. What to eat, benefits, and how to succeed. Part 3, by Ocean Robbins at foodrevolution.org. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson, and this is the Curated Content Plant-Based Podcast, where I curate and read some of the best articles about plant-based and vegan living in about 10 minutes or less every weekday. And today's article is longer than most, so I've split it into three parts. This is part three. Please go back and listen to parts one and two if you haven't already. And now let's get to today's plant-based briefing. A plant-based diet for beginners. What to eat, benefits, and how to succeed. Part three by Ocean Robbins at foodrevolution.org. Plant-based diet benefits to the environment. Adopting a plant-based diet isn't just good for your health, it's also good for our planet. Cycling calories through livestock is much less efficient than eating them directly. It takes about 12 pounds of grain or soy to produce one pound of feedlot beef. For pork, it takes about seven pounds of feed to produce one pound of edible meat, and for chicken, about four. No wonder 80% of the world's soy crop and 70% of the grain grown in the U.S. is being fed to feed livestock. Animal agriculture is essentially a protein factory in reverse. Worldwide, about eight times as much land is used to grow food for animals as is used to grow food for humans. Huge tracts of forest are being cut down to make way for factory farms, areas for cows to graze, or fields to grow animal feed. If the world just hypothetically went vegan, we'd free up 75% of the globe's agricultural land, an area the size of the United States, Australia, the European Union, China, and India combined. That land could be used to grow food for a rapidly expanding human population, could be planted with trees or other vegetation to absorb carbon out of the atmosphere, could be returned to wildlife, or could be used for many other purposes. Current practices in animal agriculture contribute significantly to global greenhouse gas emissions, too. And while CO2 is one major factor, it isn't the only one. As National Geographic puts it, methane, the gas that comes out of a cow's plumbing, is even more efficient than CO2 at trapping heat, 28 times more powerful to be exact. Not only that, but in a world facing a potentially irreversible climate crisis, methane dissipates much more rapidly than CO2. That means changing your diet today will reduce your carbon footprint immediately. According to an Oxford University study, going vegetarian or vegan can cut your carbon footprint in half. More resources. When you commit to eating more plants and fewer animal products, you're reducing your carbon footprint and contributing to a more stable global climate. You're also helping to build a world with more forests and less animal cruelty with less topsoil erosion and more water for future generations. For more information on the effects of factory farms and the ways a plant-based diet can affect the environment, check out some of these articles linked here. Six Best Practices for Plant-Based Diet Beginners Now that you know all the benefits of a plant-based diet, how do you get started and put it into action? Here are a few strategies that will help you succeed, thrive, and get the support you need on your healthy eating journey. Fill your plate with plants. Approximately 54% of calories in the standard American diet come from processed foods, while another 34% come from animal products. While research has shown just how detrimental these foods are to your health, federal nutrition guidelines have yet to catch up. It wasn't until 2011 that the USDA replaced their meat food group with a generic protein one. 
And while their MyPlate guidelines are certainly an improvement over past recommendations, it's still not exactly the optimal balance of nutrition. Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine created the Power Plate, which provides another take on what a healthy plate really looks like. Spoiler alert, it's full of plants. The Power Plate recommends meals consisting of a balance between fruits, vegetables, legumes, and grains. Check it out, linked here. Invest in a few good cookbooks. While there are certainly plenty of online recipes, it's a lot easier just to open up a book than to search through thousands of recipes on the internet. Cookbooks are a great way to have a library of recipes at your fingertips whenever you need them. And having a good cookbook on hand can also provide guidance on pantry staples to have, along with tools you may need, common substitutions for animal products, or even further ways to modify a recipe if you have food allergies. We've created a list of cookbook recommendations to get you rolling on your plant-based journey. Check them out, linked here. Plan ahead. Making any kind of change in your life requires some degree of planning. This is especially true when choosing to go plant-based. It also requires time, which might already be in short supply for you. One way to combat this is by planning ahead with simple solutions that will help you prepare for each week of food. Figure out a few recipes you want to make and then create a shopping list of all the ingredients you'll need. There are also many plant-based meal planners out there via subscription sites like 22 Days Nutrition or Forks Over Knives, or you can source them from cookbooks, too. Buying staple foods in bulk will also allow you to always have what you need and shop less often. From there, you can prepare meals in larger quantity so that you have food ready to go in your fridge or freezer. It also helps to prepare food the night before so you can have something to eat for breakfast and lunch the next day. Leftovers are your friends on a plant-based diet. Communicate when eating out. Eating out at restaurants or when visiting friends and family presents its own sets of challenges. Unless you're going to a restaurant that specializes in vegan, vegetarian, or plant-based food, you may struggle with finding completely plant-based options. Let whomever you're dining with know your dietary preferences and see if you can find someplace that suits you both. Use apps and websites like Yelp or Happy Cow to find plant-based eateries. Looking at menus ahead of time can also help. And when at a restaurant, ask questions about food preparation methods and substitutions. Most restaurants will do their best to accommodate your request. Similarly, when going to parties and dinners with family and friends, let your host know your dietary needs ahead of time. In extreme circumstances, you could also offer to bring your own food or even eat beforehand. Take it one step at a time. If you decide to try a plant-based lifestyle, take it one step at a time. You may decide to go cold turkey, but you can also go slower if that feels easier and more sustainable to you. Go at the pace that feels right for you as you add in new things and steer clear of others. What's most important is that you keep taking steps for your health and the health of the planet, and then take more steps as you build momentum. This isn't about a diet or a fad. It's about laying the groundwork for a new way of life. And at the end of the day, it's your habits that help to shape your destiny. Find support. Eating a plant-based diet means you may not be eating what everyone else is eating, and that can be lonely. But it doesn't have to be. Find someone in your life to share your journey with. It could be your spouse, your children, or a friend. Let them know you're choosing a new way of eating and that you'd appreciate their support on the journey. Let them know how they can help. Encouraging words, a sounding board, and adopting the lifestyle for shared meals can all help. You just listened to A Plant-Based Diet for Beginners, What to Eat, Benefits, and How to Succeed, Part 3, by Ocean Robbins at foodrevolution.org. And I'm your host, Marian Erickson, and this is Plant-Based Briefing. This article has a ton of information on its own, 
But as you heard, they reference a lot more information and links. And as always, I put the original post in the show notes. So if you're interested in more information, use that link to go to the original post, and then you can access all the other information they mentioned. Please share this episode and this podcast in general with anyone who you think might benefit. Thanks for listening.